Hello. Welcome back to another episode of Metal Gear University. Hello, everyone. I'm Kay. I am T. And that is, I think that is our first proper intro that we've ever done. <laughs> it's cool because I wrote it down on our... We didn't start the timer, though. You know what? You... We... <laughs> anyway, welcome back, everybody. Thank you for coming back. We hope you've been doing well. We've missed doing these episodes. And boy, is this one going to be a doozy. It is the beginning of the madness. <laughs> our notes are about six pages long, single spaced. And you know what? We're really going to try to take our time with it. So I think this Metal Gear Solid 2 portion of the podcast is going to be um, a couple of episodes long. Without a doubt. <laughs> I, I, I think we foolishly thought that we could tackle Metal Gear Solid 2 in like uh, maybe like two, maybe three episodes. And we're like... It's it's dawning on us. It's like, oh, this is gonna be, we're gonna be here for a minute. And I think the thing is that we want to be thorough. That's I think that's almost our fault is that we want to make sure things are so clear that we're like everything has to be put in. Yeah, <laughs> and we're not just writing bullshit. We're not just like verbatim writing the lines that they're saying. Like we're we're writing the beats of the story, and we're like, okay, we should talk about this, not talk about that. Okay, we're we're, we're here now, and yeah. we're like, oh, we're six pages in. Yeah. Oh, no. Okay. Also, mind you, I wanted to say this. Um, we got to be careful with the cursing. Yes. <laughs> yes. Did I curse yet? You did. You said bull crap, but not crap. You said bull. Oh, you know what? I'll bleep it. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, we, we received a review from a lovely viewer that said, unfortunately, they cannot listen to our podcast because it was age restricted because of my massive amount of cursing. And I don't want to stop you from cursing. You know what though? I'll, I'll do this. We can bleep ourselves. Yeah, I'll try to I'll try to bleep. It's a lot of cursing in that episode, the last episode I think. Yeah, that would be a lot of work to do it post. Do it post also I'm not gonna change it to not explicit because there is cursing and I feel like if you are a minor, I am not gonna get you in trouble or me in trouble by changing it. <laughs> Very true. But um <laughs> Yeah, I, I'll try to keep it to a minimum. I'll try my best to just, you know, be polite. Me too. Me too. No problem. But uh, I won't hold back. I'll say. <laughs> just but giant... the, view, the viewer won't hear it. Yeah. The, just... You guys didn't hear that. But trust me, I, I said it. You say a curse word. I said a curse word just now. <laughs> um. But yeah, since our last episode, there were a couple of announcements from, I guess, the video game. Yeah, from the Game Awards. The Game Awards happened. And boy, were, was that a show. That was a little. That was. Um... <laughs> I mean, th there was a lot of cool things, but also a lot of criticisms that I do think is worth noting. Mainly that it, the sheer amount of trailers and ads. Just ads. <laughs> but the sheer amount of them. And then they only allow about 30 seconds for people who won an award to speak, which is even like worse if, um oh God, the, the name is escaping me. The Zelda... Uh, oh, AG, I, IG, I am so sorry. But yeah, like the producer of um the uh, Breath of the, Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah, and... E-I-G, e, you know what? Sorry, let us look this up. I'm going to at least spell his name. E-I-J-I-A-O-N-U-M-A. IG Onuma? Forgive me. For e the E-G, I-G, I don't know. But him. Yeah, Um. he was still only allotted 30 seconds. And he, he had a translator. He had a translator. So like he basically only had 15 seconds at most. You know, it was it. If I can give any criticism again, I am not 
uh, a journalist. I'm not someone. I, I help run events, but not on that scale. Like mm-hmm. I've, I've run events before, but um, to to have 30 seconds for thank you speeches, to have certain awards were given and a rapid fire succession that made me really upset. Yeah. It, it, it made me feel as if they didn't respect those categories. It, it felt like what you said, it was rushed and it felt like, um, here's just a showcase of trailers and ads. Yeah. And I don't know if, if we want video games to be taken more seriously as a medium, an award ceremony, and this is like the only award ceremony that I know of that's, seen on a more serious level it, it needs to be treated with a level of respect it felt disorienting and then that was that's a, that's me a small pet peeve that but what was actually a big pet peeve for me and many people i saw on twitter there was no acknowledgement for developers mm-hmm. and also the massive layoffs yeah that's been happening recently mm-hmm. no mention no acknowledgement people were protesting did you know that I actually had no idea of People that. People were processing at the awards. Um, like outside? Yeah. Good. Good. No, more people need to know that in the same year that these massive corporations made so much money in, in profit, they yeah. didn't just break even, in profit. Profit, yeah. And they laid off so many people for the sake of just getting more profit. It's yeah. disgusting, you know? Yeah. So it's... I'm hoping um, Jeff Keeley. Jeff Keeley takes <laughs> advice, and because people were not silent on his page or on the using the hashtag Game Awards, so I'm hoping he takes feedback. But um, you know, he gives <laughs> another thing that I was upset with Jeff Keeley. Um, Jeff Keeley is a notorious Ko- Kojima simp. Oh, and yeah. he that's like his baby boy, and he. Kojima came up to present <laughs> like a proof of concept trailer for a new game that's coming out. Yeah. Called, OD. Co- yeah, it's called OD. Um, the trailer is admittedly very, Nothing. very f-ing weird. Um, people have been finding, though, uh, I'm not sure if you saw this. The, the letters in the mouth? Yeah, there's little tiny letters and they're saying that it's like a reference to Silent Hill. But yeah. I don't, I don't know. I'm not, I am not holding my breath for that because that is, <laughs> that is a lot of copium. And I don't, <laughs> I don't want to breathe that amount and have nothing come out of that. You know yeah. what I mean? For those who haven't seen it, I would definitely, um, you know, go go check it out. That OD trailer. Again, it's not even really a trailer. It really just looks like it's testing the, um, what's um, it called? Uh, the, like facial mapping. Yeah, facial mapping, the graphics. Um, it has some cool people tied to it already. Hunter Schaefer, um, Sophia Lillis, I believe, who was from um, It. Oh, it yeah, was, yeah. And, and uh, uh, Jordan Peele is helping Kojima yeah, make it. So it's, you know, of course, like star-studded team. But um, I, I bring up Kojima, of course, because we love him. But Kojima was given minutes. Mad time. Time to talk about this game that... That doesn't really have anything... Like, look, I love that he's making it. And I'm sure it'll be fun. But there's really nothing yet, you know? Yeah, there wasn't... And there wasn't even no mention of um Death Stranding. Yeah, that I was honestly shocked of. Because yeah. it's been... A very long time since the first and only trailer for Death Stranding. And I think even by uh, the first Death Stranding's uh, timeline, I think we had at least another trailer by now. You know, so like this announcement of this new game, which apparently OD is going to be um, released on the Xbox series. I don't, I don't have Xbox. I don't know like the, the name yeah. for it. But on the Xbox, it's going to utilize this cloud system. Yeah, I think uh, some something to do with... Uh, Xbox Game Pass or I, 
To be honest, I have no idea. Look it up. Let us know. But I'm interested. But I, I think again, I was my interest was 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 there was a shadow cast over it because I was really upset just by how everybody else was. It felt disregarded. Yeah, and then uh, what? What's his name? Uh, Anthony Mackie, Cap- Captain America. Oh my God! Don't or, even. Yeah, the, the Falcon. You, you yeah, know, he's new Captain America. Isn't yeah. He? Yeah, he was give his. <laughs> Yo, his his speech was like the the most unfunny. Look, I nothing against him. He's a, he's a fine actor <laughs> and he's fine in the Marvel movies. And I haven't seen him in Twisted Metal. I'm I sure he's, so he's fine. He's so handsome with his little cheeks. <laughs> he's so handsome. But yeah. like, sorry. What? <laughs> He he made like like a five minute long unfunny speech, and I'm like, my man, why? It it, it just it it felt it it was it's funny because it was well run because it was very much to the time, but it didn't feel smooth. Yeah, does that make sense? Like it was well run, but it didn't feel organic or. Yeah, it it, it felt like that he went out there with the sense of like, eh, I'm gonna win. No, no, I'm talking about the whole thing. Oh, the whole thing. Yeah. Ah. Like everyone was kept to like a certain time frame of speaking and like, but it felt like nothing felt kind of like charismatic or smooth. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it, you could tell that they primarily wanted to fit in the ads and then the awards show was second, which mm-hmm. is sad. Yeah. It's honestly sad. It Like there, there are um, obviously when you watch like other award ceremonies, like the Oscars or the Emmys or something. There are awards that are just kind of given out that are like they're not like, presented. Yeah, they're not like presented, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like when they did that for some things of the game awards, I'm like, okay, I I understand. But like the rapid fire of them, there was no then, time for clapping. No, no time for clapping. And then there there are categories that should have been presented, like best action game went to Armored Core Six. That should have been a thing, and it was just <laughs> done. And like what? What? what that just flew by what man it it was it, it it was a little bit of a mess i mean i'm hoping next year is better but like you said i think more care needs to be taken into showcasing games showcasing developers because again like it takes a team of people to do mm-hmm. everything so yeah, you know i'm hoping for the best next year hoping that the feedback is actually received but. I hope. I mean, they definitely took the feedback with that guy that rushed the stage. Oh, wow. Um, you saw the amount of people that were guarding the stage this year? <laughs> Yo, Jeff Keighley was not messing around, man. <laughs> it's funny because I saw some edits when Kojima entered in and it was like, it was a heavy shadow over him. Uh-huh. The door opened. They were like, they put that kid's, oh, um, <laughs> like his outline. Oh, my They're God. like, oh, no, he's here. <laughs> Yo, I would have screamed. That would have been the funniest thing. And then he goes right up to Jeff Keighley. He's like, you think you got rid of me, huh? I wonder where he was. Then. I like to present OD to Bill Clinton. Like, damn, he's back. <laughs> he's better than ever. Mm-mm. But that wasn't the only news this week. There was also an announcement that a Death Stranding movie is in the works with A24. Cool. Cool. Yeah. I, like, much like OD, it's just like a thing where I look at it and I'm like, cool. Yeah, I want to see more. Yeah. There was a tweet that Kojima... Kojima wrote, and I, I want to read it verbatim, if that's okay, T. We no, can go cut for this a little bit. He wrote a tweet, and I thought it was just so insightful. Uh-huh. So he wrote, the reason why I am independent and advocate a lifelong career is because for me, creating things is no longer a job. That's why there is no retirement. Creating things is living. One more thing. In the game industry, there are very few people who have succeeded in becoming independent from a major game production studio, whether in Japan or abroad. 
Even eight years ago, when I started my own company, I was opposed by everyone, including my peers, colleagues, and relatives, who said it will never work. They said it was impossible without the financial and organizational strength of a company. However, someone must prove that that is an old-fashioned way of thinking. Young creators must be given freedom of choice. This is one of the reasons why I continue to create things. And this was kind of tweeted after the announcement of the movie. This was kind of tweeted in that same kind of um, timeline of uh, OD, Death Stranding movie. Like, I, I, I really like that, though. And I think it's important because I think in this line of, like, video games being art, like, you have someone who's an older man. Mm-hmm. And he's not stuck in his way of, like, video games need to be a certain way or, like, you need to follow these certain steps in order to create or make something. He's very much like, no, like, there needs to be choice. Things are old-fashioned, and it's okay to move on from them. Mm-hmm. And um, for him, too, he's just like, I. this is not a job for me. I like creating stuff, which is why maybe he's branching out now. Yeah, it, it's just a, to show more that even as you get older, you could still learn. Mm-hmm. Like, you never stop growing. It, I feel like the moment you stop growing, that's when you actually become old. Mm, I see. Right, just stuck in your ways. Yeah. Mm. Like, like you know that there, there, there are like old people out there that are still kind of like with it in a sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I, of course, they are old, but they don't seem as old as they are because they're receptive. They're open. You know. Yeah. They're, they're willing to adjust or change. Yeah, and then there are the types of old people who are stuck in their ways and that we all know those kinds of old people. They're very grumpy because yeah. things aren't, things aren't the way they are anymore. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> they hated their childhood, but now they're like, remember when things were like this, you know what I mean? Like yeah. nostalgia goggles. But, um, I'm excited for him again. I'm similar to you. I want to see more, but I'm excited that he's expanding and kind of just branching creating. out. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he's just, yeah, I, I don't think, um, they, they probably clarified it, but I don't believe he's directing it. Uh, it doesn't seem to be his forte. Mm-hmm. He said on many occasions he doesn't want to make a movie. He, uh, Like, yeah, he doesn't want to make a movie. So I can imagine, like like you said, he's he's just someone on the team. Yeah, like a, like a uh, what's the word, a, a creative director or something mm-hmm. like that, you know? But yeah, just like a script supervisor, like. Yeah. For anyone listening who is a part of, um. What is, was it Kojima Productions? Mm. Anyone who's part of that, Tom would like to audition for a role. Oh, um, too kind. Uh, <laughs> please um, contact TK and sometimes M at gmail.com. We have a Twitter, TK and M. So, you know, reach out so Tom can audition, right, Tom? Yeah, I'll, I, I would be great if I just had like a, like an extra role even. I'd be Porter number 50. I want you to get swallowed by the whale. Like, I want oh, that'd be, be sick. <laughs> I want to be swallowed by the whale. I want to be blown up in like a black hole. Come Or like you, you, I mean, you die in the movie and then it creates like a. Come on. That'd be sick. Um, I do not want to be in the movie. I just want to be on set. So please hire him. You could be the baby. I would play for the baby. I would play the baby. You could be just like stick you in a jar. And, I'm baby. Yeah, you'd be the baby. <laughs> nah, I don't want to be on it. I just want to see the set. And Tom, we got to find if anyone knows anybody. Let Tom audition. Thank you. You, you are too kind. <laughs> Thank you for listening to our little intro. Um, we're going to get started. But first. Huh? You know what time it is, Tom. A pop quiz? It's pop quiz time, baby. Okay. You ready? I oh, whew, I'm ready. 
So, pop quiz question number one. Okay. Which military branch was developing the newest Metal Gear model? The United States Marine Corps. Correct. Ah. <laughs> question number two. What bridge did Snake jump off in the opening cutscene of the game? Well, let's see. The Mario Cuomo bridge. <laughs> the Mario Cuomo. <laughs> That's so stupid. <laughs> that will forever be, for all my New Yorkers, the tap and Z to the end of time. I, I refuse to, get, to, to give the Cuomos the respect. <laughs> I will never. never. To, to my last breath. <laughs> um, I will say that Snake jumped off the George Washington Bridge. Where? The George Washington Bridge. In what state? In, in New York, baby. Oh, Mom, make sure hey. New York. Hey, dollar slices. Man, speaking of New York, there's a beautiful New York character that we'll talk about today <laughs> in this game. Question number three. Who was the leader of the Russian mercenary group that took over the tanker? This was a gentleman that was introduced in the first game. First game what? In Metal Gear Solid. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. It's Sergei Gulukovich. What was he? When was he mentioned in Metal Gear Solid? In Metal Gear Solid, um, he he doesn't appear physically in the game, but uh, Liquid was supposed to link up with Sergey at the end, right? At the end, mm. and uh, he gifted Liquid the Hind D as like, oh, here's like a <gasps> a Russian airship. Yeah. Oh. Here's like a a thing that I I'm giving you as like a, a token of good faith, you know. I see. How interesting. So we actually see him in this game. Mm-hmm. And then we, we see him you know, perish with everybody else in the tanker. Yeah. Okay, cool. Question number four. True or false? Mm. Snake, as in Solid Snake, blew up the tanker. Solid Snake did not blow up the tanker. That was Ocelot. <laughs> How dare I even say that? Yeah. Who would make up <laughs> such a lie? You know, crazy. Liars. Last and final question. Question number five. Where was Ocelot returning Metal Gear to? Because remember, he betrays Sergei at the end and says, I'm actually returning it back. Mm-hmm. I I gave up Mother Russia during the Cold War. Right? That's mm-hmm. what he says. So where is he returning Metal Gear to? He's returning Metal Gear to an organization called The Patriots, also known as the Lolly Lule Lo. For new fans, get ready. Yeah, that Keep sounds... Keep that name in your in your mind. It sounds like bull... Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> it sounds l- like that. <laughs> and trust me, there will be more of it. Yes. But just try to keep an open heart and an open mind. Just remember, the, the, the Patriots, these are a new, new name brought up. Not the football team. Oh. Were they the ones that deflated the ball? Yeah. They were. That was Tom Brady. <gasps> Damn. Yeah, right. It's not even allegedly. He did, right? Did he get in trouble for that? You know, I forget. It's been so long. I forget whatever came of that. And also, we're not sports people, so for us. Yeah, I'm not a big I'm not a big sports person. <laughs> Should we feature Tom real quick? <laughs> Tom Brady, the New England Patriots. Yeah. Oh my god, what a political drama Deflate Gate is. This is crazy. I'm not gonna go into details right now, because that would be a whole other podcast. To keep it short and sweet. Tom Brady was suspended without pay for four games of the upcoming season. Um, The Patriots were also fined a million dollars. 
they didn't have the first round pick in the 2016 NFL draft, and they didn't have that uh, position nor the fourth round pick for the 2017 NFL draft. Um, A lot of people berated them. They tried to appeal it. It failed. People called it like a disgrace to football. It was crazy. This is nuts. Anyway, we're getting sidetracked. Back to Metal Gear. Thanks for your time. Thank you. (laughs) We're not sports people. Okay, anyway. Wow. 100% on the pop quiz. I didn't expect any less from you. Thank you. Of course. Of course. Thank you very much. Are you ready to jump in to... Oh, am I? Oh, am I? Let's hit it. Let us begin Metal Gear Solid 2, Part 2. So, Tom, this chapter is essentially called the plant chapter, right? Yes. I keep calling the planter. But what is a planter? I think that's like where you hold you, you garden. Plants. You garden It's things? a planter. Like, it's just a, a pot. I, I, don't, I think a tanker, and I'm like, oh, a tanker, a planter. But uh-huh. it's a tanker chapter, which is where we played as Solid Snake. Yes. And now we're in the plant chapter. Yes. Okay. And I, I think of it like like an oil plant. And I know it's not technically an oil plant, but like it's it's in the line that same line of thought i see okay okay so this chapter it opens up by a shot of a bridge right the the verrazano the verrazano bridge april 29th Mm -hmm. and there's helicopters coming in and we hear a familiar voice yeah it's the colonel he's back baby he's back baby back in the saddle and he's talking to snake when snake responds it's not the snake we know yeah It, it it sounds raspy but it sounds like it's coming from a different person yeah it's a little bit more like lighter not as like that david hater has that really um iconic yeah snake voice so colonel's talking to someone called snake we last time we saw snake he he went on the water your, your controller vibrated and then stopped yep so and that was it so a little confusion in the beginning so he's talking about how um the tanker incident was a giant mess mm-hmm. it was 20 miles offshore of new york and what was called the big shell was created to clean up the mess left by the oil spill. Yeah, because the tanker was apparently carrying a massive amount of oil. But we didn't see oil when we played. I said that the tanker was carrying a massive amount of oil. Wasn't it just carrying Metal Gear? The tanker was carrying a massive amount of oil. Okay. Well, you know what's cool though, Mm -hmm. is that the government built the big shell to clean up the mess left by that oil yes it's cool that the government would do that yeah no it, i know kojima like makes v- science fiction stuff all the time in his games but like i feel like he tries to ground at least like 70 percent of it in <laughs> realism you know i'm telling you it's all fan fiction of oh yeah of what's happening in our lives and i just find it interesting because like you know, we've all experienced an oil spill. We've seen what governments do. The ducks covered in oil. Like- yeah. Like, have we ever seen a government, like, make a facility like the Big Shell in real life? I've never seen it. And it's like, kind of cool. And, like, super quick, too. They did it pretty instantly. Yeah. They, they, they constructed that thing real quick. And, like, you know, we see it in the opening shot. It's a large structure. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's this, this large structure but sadly, Colonel tells us as Snake, who's not Snake apparently, um, that the big shell was taken over by an armed group and also that R- Russian mercenaries may be a part of it. Yes. So the camera, you know, it's it's going to the Verrazano Bridge. It's, it's going towards the big shell. 
and then eventually comes up to someone emerging from the water. Mm-hmm. They're in a wetsuit and scuba gear, like right, like yeah. I don't know what that mask is called. It's like a. It's I I know that the the mask is actually a reference to a uh, I think it's like a part of like some sort of like Japanese folklore. I think. Mm, okay, okay. I'll have to. I'll, I'll future Tom. Future Tom, please help. So I I was almost there. What it is is a reference to how ninjas were depicted during the Edo period. When they did uh, kabuki theater back then, ninjas were depicted with having like this scroll in between their teeth and it would contain all their like secret ninjutsu stuff, you know, like how they could, I don't know, burst into smoke or turn into a, a bunch of naked sexy ladies or something. I don't know. Um, anyway, that's it. All right. Thank you. Thank you all. Bye. Thank you, Tom. Thank you. So, um, but yeah, like the, as we're getting this lore of what happened in the last chapter, this character emerges from the water, this wetsuit, and we don't see his face because he's covered in that mask. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's essentially infiltrating the big shell. Yes. The way he enters, it's kind of similar to like, I get the vibe from like Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. It's, it's very similar. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, if you think about it, the, the same vibe is there. Um, it's Colonel ha- calling him to come. Yeah, and uh, you have to rescue the hostages. There's hostages that Snake has to rescue. Mm-hmm. You're entering uh, uh, submersively. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same kind of uh, points. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We also know that um, the there's a Bravo and Alpha team. They're part of SEAL Team 10. And they're also involved to you know rescue the president who was there. Um and they're also, you know, we we're also given information that um, while they're helping, we're not working with them. Yeah, they're they're two completely separate operations, and SEAL Team Ten is not aware of Snake's presence. Mm-hmm. So we, um, you know, as we sneak in, we hear we actually run into um Bravo and Alpha Team, and we hear that they're given orders to watch Stillman's back. We don't know who Stillman is. Mm-hmm. And to get those C4s disarmed. So we so a lot of lore thump in the beginning. Yeah. I, I think it's purposely done to confuse you. Mm-hmm. It's just, so- <laughs> it's just the, it, like an information overload thing. Mm-hmm. It, like, I know it sounds like we're hitting you with a lot of information. And it sounds like you're, I bet to newer people who are not acclimated, you're probably disorientated. You're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Trust me. It's just so much. And we still have more to say. Mm-hmm. So, you know, again, terrorist group takes over the big show. Um, you're in on a, like a secret covert mission, but it is also SEAL Team 10 made up of Bravo and Alpha Team that are there to help. Um, but, you know, again, two separate missions. Um, and they don't know you're there, but you know that they're, they're there. Um, we hear that the terrorist group took over the big show and they want $30 billion. <laughs> and they kind of have, um, they can make that demand because they have the president. Oh, the president. The president, James Johnson. President JJ, baby. President JJ. And other some some other VIPs, I think. Yes, they said that there was like a, a government sponsored tour that day. So they got like a lot of a lot of high ranking officials. Yeah, that, that group did a great job. What a perfect day to like take yeah. over the big show. Yeah, what a day. <laughs> so Colonel's like, look, so <laughs> you gotta rescue the president. You also have to stop this terrorist group. 
But at that same time, too, the terrorist group is threatening to blow up the big show. Mm-hmm. And the thing with that, though, is that since it's an oil spill, if they blow it up, it's going to be a massive inferno. And if they blow it up, not only will there be a massive inferno, but there's like a certain uh, to- uh, toxins, toxins, toxins <laughs> that would be released because it, it, it has to do with like actual cleaning up the oil. Oh, I see those chemicals. Right? Those chemicals used to clean the oil. If those ignite, it will completely damage the ecosystem in the ocean and it will become apparently the worst environmental disaster in history. So one man, this snake character, he got a lot on his shoulders right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so after all of that, Colonel summarizes it. You have two goals. Infiltrate the offshore decontamination facility, big show, and safeguard the president and the hostages. That's one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> two is to disarm the terrorist by any means necessary. Easy. That's easy. Light work. One like, guy. Yeah, yeah. Come on. We did it before. Yeah. Um, snake did it before. There's no snake though. Oh. Um, and again, you know, we, it's covert. We got to be secretive, sneak in. What I love about this part is that while all this is happening, all this lore dump, we have yet to see this character's face because we know it's not Snake. Yeah. That voice, it's too different. The, the face is hidden for the for a, uh, a little bit in the beginning of the chapter. Mm-hmm. Much like how Snake's face was covered in Metal Gear Solid. But in in that game, we at least had the knowledge that it was 100% Snake. In this one, you're kind of left second-guessing. Mm-hmm. You're, le- you're, you're definitely left second-guessing. You continue on, and the Snake tells you that he swam through a hole in the oil fence underground of um, Strut... I forgot which Strut, but... Uh, a. Strut A. And... Snake states it must have been made by someone else because it's a literal hole in the <laughs> in the fence. Yeah. Someone else got in the exact same way that Snake got in. Mm-hmm. And Colonel's like, that's impossible. And Snake's like, was it not? I, I know SEAL Team 10 is here. Was it them? And Colonel's like, no, no, no. They landed on the roof. So you are you have to be mistaken or I, I don't know what that is. I don't know. Maybe it's just like faulty construction. Oh, yeah. Faulty yeah. construction. Colonel also goes, you know what? Actually, I'm going to give you a new nickname. Did they say why he gets a new nickname? But they're just like, oh, I'll give you a new nickname. Um, they don't really give a reason. We're going to give you a new nickname to you. Your new nickname is now Raiden. And Raiden's like, bet. Weird cool. name. Fine, whatever. <laughs> Raiden, we learn, is this very technical soldier who completed 300 VR missions, but never was in the field. Yeah. Uh, coincidentally, there was a game released separately from this called VR Missions. And VR Missions was just basically just a collection of small little snappy missions that you could play. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, if you play the first Metal Gear Solid, there's like a little bit of VR in it. And it's just like you doing like little... It's, like... it's simple objectives. It's okay. like get, get from... Point A to point B without being spotted. Eliminate all the enemies. Okay, and, like know. little yeah, like little things trying to solve, right? Little puzzles. Yeah, and yeah, there's some that are actually puzzles. There's a cute little mystery one that I love. Those were cute. It's it's worth playing. I saw you play. No? It's cute. Um. In any case, there are 300 missions in VR missions. Oh. So when uh, Raiden says I've completed 300 missions in VR, that's like referencing. 
that they played that game. That's cool, because it was Metal Gear Solid, then it was Metal Gear VR Missions, and then this game, Metal Gear Solid 2. Yeah. That's cool, yeah. Okay, so Ryan did exactly what everyone else did during this time, played those 300 missions. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he has, he has no field experience, so that's going to be interesting. He says he he's not concerned about it, it sounds like. I mean, he completed 300 missions, and he says that he feels like a legendary mercenary, so <laughs> he's a little full of himself right now. You know, he's, he's, he's got this. <laughs> So you stop talking to Colonel and you're in this underground area. It's like there's water in some parts of it. There's bugs in another part of it. What are they, sea lice? I believe they're sea lice, yeah. They look like roaches. I didn't realize They're disgusting. The ocean has roaches, essentially. Ew! (laughs) Oh, my God. If you lay in them... Stop. They can get in your rations. I thought you meant in real life. But if you... (laughs) (laughs) I was like, what do you mean by my rations? Um, Oh, so if Raiden lies and... Like this, like because it's, it's a whole swarm of them. Yeah. If you lie in the puddle of bugs, they they get in your rations. Yeah, and in order to get them off, uh, if you open up like your item window, you have to like literally spin the wheel in a sense to shake them to off? shake them off. That's kind of cute. If you leave them too long, do they like destroy the rations? I believe so. I think they eat through them. Damn. To be honest, I I I didn't let it. Go go that long because i'm like get them off get them off <laughs> yeah, sea lice disgusting disgusting but um you know you're in this underground area there's bugs it's dark it's like it looks like a like a uh a, a oil tank it does look like an oil tanker yeah it, it, it definitely it just looks like uh some sort of like underground cargo facility mm-hmm. uh, it it honestly it's it's kind of reminiscent of metal gear solid one where you come out of the water and it, it just looks like some big cargo room mm-hmm. you know it even has those doors that have the wheel kind of apparatus to open it mm-hmm. so yeah very much like cargo facility yeah um you're told that there's an elevator in the far back of where you entered and that's you can use that to go up so Ryan goes and he goes to one of the doors with a big wheel uh i guess like doorknobs and he sees a soldier who's just waking up from getting knocked out yeah. Right? And, and it, if, uh, while you're opening it, if you have, like, a, a sharp ear, you could hear that this guard just got, like, assaulted. You just hear, like, punches being thrown. Mm. So you hear it, and then you see him get up. Yeah. Interesting. Um, Raiden doesn't comment on that, but he does comment that all the equipment is Russian. Yeah. So, um, Colonel is like, okay, it might be the Gorlukovich men. Um, they were part of the tanker chapter and they must be mercenaries now. Yeah. They're just, uh, you know, they're still doing what they're doing. Yeah. They have, um, Gerlukovich. We, I mean, we assume he's, he's dead, but, um, if there's Russian people here, they have to be the same team. Mm-hmm. Um, so Ryan continues on, he's going through and, um, he eventually makes it to the room with the elevator and he looks and he sees someone going up the elevator in a very familiar outfit. It it looks like Snake. Deadass, it looks like Snake. And you know how I knew it was Snake? Or, I guess I don't know. We don't know yet. Mm-hmm. That butt. That It's a very, very defined butt. So it has to be It has to be Snake. But we, we don't see the face. No confirmation. And also, I mean... Who's to know? Who's to know? Who's snake to know? fell in the water last time we saw him. That's true. So... Whatever. You go in this area, and this area is also filled with soldiers who were recently <laughs> knocked out. Yeah, they all got stars going around right. their heads. They're, they're, they're just... dizzy. <laughs> um, and they're actually 
when you enter in, I think they're all knocked out on the floor, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, Raiden, Raiden, um, so Raiden calls Colonel and he's like, I just saw someone go up. Like, these soldiers are knocked out. Like, how could one one man do this? I only saw one man in the elevator. Like, mm-hmm. this is wild. One man did all this by himself. So, yo no sé. Yo no sé. Mm-hmm. They don't know either. Yeah, they're... they're- they're very confused. They're just like, one guy did this? And I think, too, this whole idea of, like, you have Raiden sneaking in. You have SEAL Team 10, composed of the Alpha and Bravo team. Um, then you have the terrorist group. There's a lot of moving parts, a lot of people in the kitchen. Yeah, and you as the player, just a few minutes ago, you were on the tanker playing a solid snake. And you're like, what the hell is this? What is going on? <laughs> yeah, that is a good point. It's like... Like, who are you now? Who is this character? We don't even seen his face yet. So the mask has been on this whole time. Yeah. So, okay. Um, man, was this confusing for you when you <laughs> played this back in the day? I was just... I... <laughs> yes. yes. You know what? Just, yes. <laughs> I was very confused. I had no idea what was going on. Mm. I thought that... Um, like, I missed something. Like, it just seemed... It's such a juxtaposition, right? Yeah. Like, it, it, it was almost as if, like, if you were watching, like, a TV show, you're watching season one, and then the next episode, it it just fast-forwards to season five, episode three. And you're like, what what is going on? What, like, what? I know the colonel, but... Ooh, what, what is this? <laughs> Very... And like you said in the beginning, it's, it, it almost seems intentional, all this confusion and language being thrown at you. Mm-hmm. But, okay, we're back to... Let's go back into it. We're riding. We're in this area right before the elevator. Um, Carno explains how to use the Soliton radar. Mm-hmm. And he says, look, this is how you use it. This is how it looks. It's very reminiscent of Metal Gear um, Solid. Yeah, it's when, uh, very reminiscent. Um, some might say even, like, almost word for word of what you hear in Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, pretty much. Um, the Soliton radar, I mean, we've been using it for a while at this point. It's a little dot. Cone of vision, mm-hmm. maps out the area. Very, very similar. Mm-hmm. Um, he says you have to activate at the node, right? Did you say nerd? Not nerd, node. That's funny. <laughs> That's what happens in the game. It's a little little joke, a little cute. Um, <laughs> you activate at the node, and um, you're also taught how to save. And Colonel's like, we brought in an analyst to help save. Okay. And it happens to be Raiden's girlfriend, Rose. What are the odds? What are the odds? She's like, hey, Jack. And he's like, what, the, what are you doing here? Yeah, Raiden's like, what <laughs> the hell? My girl? What are you- Why are you here? <laughs> and the Colonel's like, look, Foxhound's analyst was in an accident. Um, we, we brought her in. Like, she's she, she's going to be good. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. And Ryan's having none of it. He's like, nah, man, I don't want her here. Yeah, he's like, she's never been... <laughs> And in, in the field, like she's, you know, she she's worked, you know, they work together, uh-huh. um, but she's never been in the field. She has no experience, which I thought was funny because for Ryan to complain about her not being in the field, he's never been in the field. He just doesn't want her here. <laughs> he doesn't want her here. It's, a, it's like seeing, uh, it's like if you're at your job and then your significant other comes in, you're just like, what, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> I, 
I got like a work persona and then here persona. Yeah. Like, I don't want to mix. I don't want people to know about you. If the worlds collide, <laughs> things will just explode. Okay. Like I have my work me and my home me. Mm-hmm. I cannot intersect. <laughs> Never. But she's like, you're stuck with me, Jack. She goes, I'm Jack, by the way, too. So Jack and Rose. You said like Titanic. Yes. Yeah, I believe it's a Titanic reference. Oh, how cute. How cute. Um, yeah, like I said, Raiden's tight. Raiden's so tight. Um, and Colonel's like, look, I know she hasn't been in the field. I know whatever. Like, you're mad. You don't think she's experienced. But our staff is going to help her, too. Like, she's going to be supported by the technical staff. Yeah. Uh, Colonel more or less says that uh, through what they've collected from the Shadow Moses incident, which is Metal Gear Solid 1, that the operative... Their will to survive was fueled by their support team. And that was the biggest lesson learned. Mm-hmm. The biggest, like VR missions aren't going to teach that to you. Yeah, it, it's it's more so like uh, the, the the people that you bring with you and like how, they could, that, how they could help you and fuel that, that inner fire and, and stuff. Ryan is like, that's bull. I don't, my personal feelings aren't important. I was trained to fight. I know my mission. I don't want her involved. Yeah, like, I, I get in, I get out. I clock, I clock in, <laughs> I clock out. I'm not personally affected. Do not talk to me. <laughs> Colonel's like, you know what? You need all the help you can get. Okay, some shade. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Solo isn't the way to go. Mm-hmm. She's here, whether you like it or not. Um, What's interesting is that, you know, in this conversation, too, Rose, you know, it's, it's a codec conversation. So, you know, people are cutting in and out when they it's their turn to speak. Rose says... Colonel, I am not required to follow your orders outside of my immediate duties. I have, you know, I'm part of this mission, but I'm just a normal girl who cares about Jack. Jack's safety comes first to me, not the mission. And she's also keeping a record of every communication between Colonel and Raiden. What? I, I viewed that. Uh, if we're stepping back for a moment, as like narratively speaking, I view that as uh, Rose being the character that will keep it real with Raiden. Mm. So like, let's say hypothetically, if things were to go awry and Raiden's like, I can't trust anyone. You can Rose, trust me, Jack. Yeah. Rose will be able to come in and be like, hey, 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 you and me were tight. Remember? I, I hear that. I mean, it just, but it also kind of fuels a lot of mistrust in Colonel. You know what I mean? For her to say that, like, of course, yes, it's an overall mission. But you're like, not only do I care about Jack first, I'm recording everything that you two say to each other. Mm-hmm. To me, that's like, I'm watching you and I'm, I'm going to check you. Yeah. It, it, I don't know. To me, if I was writing, it would feel like I would feel a little like, mis- like, untrusting. I would have a lot of, it would lessen my trust for Colonel. For me, it, it, for me too. Uh, I mean, I mean, it's fairly warranted. You, you know? know, oh, we said it at the same time. <laughs> it's also a little unprofessional, but again, I think that's society messing me up because that is there. They are together. Why wouldn't she be concerned about him? Who cares about professional, like being professional when like your man is out on the field and yeah. And like, to be completely frank, uh, this is exactly what Colonel wanted. True, right? That level of emotion and support. Yeah, that is a good point. So now there's a whole other layer to it. Damn. I kind of feel bad for Raiden. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of feel bad for him too. Yeah, no say in this. No say. No, like, 
she's there. I mean, at least though, I don't think she's there physically. We don't get the impression like she's calling in from somewhere. Mm-hmm. I, I can imagine going like, what, like, what is my mom here too? Like, what the hell? <laughs> you know, Jack, you didn't do the dishes. Like, okay, mom. <laughs> You know what? I mean, maybe she'll help. She, she, like, you know how in Metal Gear Solid, there was different people for different points. Maybe mm-hmm. she'd help. Somehow. In some way. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> so anyway, Rose is mad and professional. But you know what? She's there to support. So Rose then leads the conversation and says to Raiden, do you know what day it is tomorrow? That's what she says? Yes. Oh, he doesn't know. I don't know either. <laughs> I mean, he, he's apparently it's he's supposed to know. I mean, he knows that tomorrow is April 30th. She seems calm about it, too. So I guess it's, it can't be that important. Yeah. I don't know. She's just kind of like inquisitive to be like, yo, y- y- you know about this day? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, it's tomorrow. <laughs> what? And she's like, it's OK. I'll keep asking. And then that's the end of the competition. Cool. All right. <laughs> After all these conversations, all this lore, though. You finally get in the elevator. Um, you know, you get in the elevator. And as you go up, Ryan's face is finally revealed. He's hot. He's so hot. He's like nice white hair, right? Like like short, like chin length white hair. I, it flows. I believe like, I believe it's supposed to be blonde, but like it looks white. It looks white. That's how I always see it. And then like f- more recent pictures of him, it's like white hair. Yeah. I, I to be honest, I dig the white. Me too. I, I, I I think the white hair is like distinct. There's you know? just one photo of Raiden that I like, and it's I think it's the it's a it's on a game like when you start the game of the Metal Gear Solid HD collection, it's like this rendered hot HD rendered version of Raiden, and he just looks so pretty. He does look very hot. So <laughs> he's a very hot man. Very hot man. Um, but we finally see it after all this stuff. Um, beautiful man. Um, and he's going up this elevator, kind of similar to Metal Gear Solid. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going up the elevator, and I think Colonel lets you know. That the terrorist group is calling themselves the Sons of Liberty? Yes. Which is also, it's a reference to a uh, a group that uh, called themselves that during the beginning of the American Revolution. Oh. It, it was the Sons of Liberty that did the Boston Tea Party. Oh. Okay. I wonder if that'll come in later. That's no, interesting. No, maybe. The Sons of Liberty's there. And their leader is calling himself Solid Snake. But he died. So I'm saying it can't it can't be the solid snake. Yeah, he died in the tanker. That's what everyone's saying now. Yeah, the Colonel said himself that Snake died two years ago on that tanker when he blew it sky high. Yeah, Snake blew the tanker sky high. Hmm. Yeah, Snake blew up the tanker. Jeez. What? I didn't say I didn't say anything about that in the in the quiz. <laughs> and Colonel has no comment too, because Colonel knows Snake. Yeah. Solid Snake. So why wouldn't Why would Colonel lie? But also, why wouldn't it's interesting that Colonel's not really kind of elaborating, but maybe since Ryden doesn't know him, he wouldn't go into like tangents and stories. But yeah, I mean, it, it, there's no in-game reason why Ryden would question any of that. Yeah. But us as the player, we're like, yo, I just played as Snake, and that is not what happened. Yeah, Snake did not blow up the tanker. It blew up, and he was on it. It was Ocelot who blew it up. Yeah. Anyway, um, at the top of the elevator, we see the big shell, and it's comprised of. Two shells, right? One and two? Shell one, shell yeah. two? Uh, it's uh, uh, shell one and shell two. Uh, they're comprised... Think of all of them as like oil rigs. They they all kind of look like an oil rig. Yeah, and the shape of like a hexagon, right? Yeah, it's a, a bunch of oil rigs that are sha- uh, shaped up to look like a hexagon, and they're all connected by bridges. Okay. 
Um, there are uh, six struts with a shell strut in the center. Yeah, it's like a center core one. Yeah. And then there are two of them that are connected end on end. So it's a, it's a <laughs> honestly, I said, look up the big shell to get like an idea of it if you're not sure. Yeah. And if you don't want to do that, just, just picture a bunch of oil rigs connected by bridges. Mm-hmm. That, that is the most uh, simple explanation <laughs> I could give for what the big shell looks like. Mm-hmm. So the one you're in now, you're in strut A, shell one. And the president was last spotted in strut B of shell one. So you're close. Yeah, you're, you're right there. Um, you know, and again, like, you're on a covert mission. The Pentagon, everybody, this is this is a government mission. Mm-hmm. So everyone's involved. So get your ass to the president. Simple. Simple. So you navigate through um, these, these, again, oil rig type structures, crossing bridges. You get to strut B. Like, okay, I'm making progress. I'm making progress. Get there. And it's a bloody hallway. Yeah, it, it, it is it, like a massacre <laughs> just happened. It is disgusting. There's dead bodies thrown around. Really reminiscent of the hallway where we met um, Grey Ninja. Grey Fox. Yeah, sorry. I know he's Grey Ninja. Like they call him a ninja in mm-hmm. the beginning. But Grey Fox in um, Metal Gear Solid. Mm-hmm. Um, like so the hallway before you run into Otacon as well. Mm-hmm. So... Um, Riding goes, he goes through this hallway, um, he goes into the room, and he sees soldiers shooting at an enemy. Yeah, it, it, it looks to be uh, SEAL Team 10. Yeah, it's. I think um, specifically they say they're Alpha Team. Yeah. They're Alpha Team, and they're shooting at an enemy. And we don't see the enemy, but we see his like body, because he's running around throughout, like he's avoiding bullets, mm-hmm. he's jumping. Yeah, he's got the zoomies. He got, Honestly, yeah, he's like super acrobatic. Mm-hmm. Super, super zoomies. He's... he's uh, throwing knives at them. Also, his hair is so gorgeous and luscious. Yeah, I want hair like that. And his voice, he, he's just suave. If he wasn't killing everybody, I'd be like, I want to know more about him. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to, you know. Um, but I don't because he's killing these soldiers dead. Yeah, it, uh, very <laughs> gruesomely, I might add. Yeah, like he's like slitting throat. Like he is going in. Yeah. Like dead, dead. Yeah. Um, He kills the whole alpha team. <laughs> it, handily. Like... Not even an issue. Uh, so Ryden kind of steps in and he's, I don't know. I don't even know why he bothered to. I would run away. <laughs> like, um, but he's just trying to get like a, a kind of like a, 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 a visual on who did this. Mm-hmm. Makes eye contact with this character. This, this guy, this suave guy named Vamp, who we come to find out, jumps like 12 feet into the air lands behind Raiden and he's about to get him. But before even that, when Raiden mm-hmm. walks in, Vamp is sucking the blood from one of the soldiers. How could I forget that? That's what I'm saying. He is sucking the blood from one of the soldiers. So Ew. That's when him and Raiden make eye contact. Yeah. So I guess maybe he was embarrassed. That's why he jumped to attack Raiden. That's true. Like, how dare you interrupt in, me in my private time? In my little private intimate time. Right? It took the mood down by coming in here. Yeah, right. Um, but sorry, yeah. So he jumps behind Raiden after they make eye contact. And right before Vamp can get a chance to uh, off Raiden, somebody goes, get down! <laughs> and they start bussing. They just start <laughs> <laughs> I, I just started blasting. <laughs> and he just goes in 
and it, it looks like a rogue member of SEAL Team 10. Mm-hmm. Like, just the, the last survivor. Yeah, yeah. he he made... He, honestly, he should have... He was doing what Ryan should have done, and he was just, like, hiding or, like, you know, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> watching from afar. Um, he comes in, guns guns blasting, and Vamp is gone. Vamp disappears. Gone. So the new soldier's walking in. You know, he like you said, he's like a survivor. He's all covered up. We only see his eyes. Mm-hmm. And he's coming in. Um, and where did, where did Vamp go? Psych! Vamp is on the ceiling, and he jumps down in front of this like surviving soldier. And when I tell you, Vamp just grabs this guy by the door. Yo, he just joints him. <laughs> he picks him up with one hand by the head and like is holding him against the wall. I was like, yo, Vamp, it, what the? Vamp is like next level, man. Next level. And you know, he's strong as all hell. Like just, <laughs> just holding him by his dome. And um, Vamp goes to him. He's like, you smell strange. Huh? I guess that's like the least of your worries. If like you saw some guy sucking blood. It's like, I guess. Yeah. I, I guess I wouldn't question that. Like, it's a weird comment, but at this point, everything is... Imagine, like, right before you die, from a vampire, no less, their last words to you was like, oh, you stink. That's my worst fear. <laughs> like, damn, that's the last thing I'm going to hear. It's like, ugh, you like, smell. Worst fear. Um, He goes, like, you smell strange. You smell like it has to be. <laughs> we're just we're just guessing. It's like, what does he smell like? Yeah, like, it has to be what? But at that point, the guy's like, shoot him, right? Like, he doesn't say right it, but basically, shoot him. What are you waiting for? <laughs> Ryan starts shooting at Vamp, but every bullet misses. This dude, like, does ballerina p- Yo, he's p- plie things. He, literally, he's spinning to avoid the bullets. I'm like, damn, this. What a guy. He's, like, he's going towards Raiden as um, Raiden's shooting at him. And before he's able to go to Raiden, we hear a woman's voice. It says, Vamp. He goes, yes, queen. Wow. <laughs> she asks if he's all done. And Vamp is like, yeah, but I want to tell you what I found. She continues. She's like, I'm in the central unit with the president. And Vamp is like, okay. And he just escapes. Mm-hmm. It gets to meet up with her. So new character introduced. We don't see her. We hear her. And it looks like Vamp and her are working together. Seems like it. <sighs> Lovely. <laughs> so Ryan and the soldier are left to talk about what happened. Yeah. I mean, what else is there to do? <laughs> I didn't notice, but when Vamp like is starting to be shot at by Raiden, he does he just drop um, this the soldier from where he's at the wall? No, he he dropped the soldier when uh, he realized he smelt like mm, something. Something. Okay. So <laughs> soldier's on the floor. Raiden goes up to him, and he he's at him at gunpoint because like at this point, Raiden's like, I don't know who to trust. <laughs> who the hell are you? Who's anybody? Also, like. Yeah, you survive, but like I, I have to be cautious. Yeah, rightfully so. I just this uh, dude just sucked the blood out of another guy. Suck the soul out of him. Suck the soul out of him. <laughs> you know what? And the guy's like, "Look, my name is it's Pliskin, Lieutenant Junior Grade Iroquois Pliskin." Wow, that's a pretty cool name. He yeah. takes off his uh, mask, balaclava, and yeah. he looks. Like Pliskin. This man looks like Solid Snake. I don't know what you're talking about. Also, every character in the series, whenever a new character is introduced, it has their character's name and then in parentheses, the voice actor's name. So once he takes off the mask, it says Iroquois Pliskin, which is what he tells you his name is. And in parentheses, it says David Hayter. I don't know. Maybe. If it, if it looks like a duck, 
If it looks like a duck and quacks like a duck, it's Iroquois Pliskin. <laughs> I don't know, man. man. I think I'm holding out that Pliskin is uh, just some cool new soldier. Yeah, uh, maybe. Okay, maybe. Hear me out. Okay. Um, you know, David Hayter's a big get, and he's a talented voice actor. So maybe the production team thought, hey, uh, since you're not voicing Snake, would you want to voice this other character? With the same voice he used for Snake? Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Why not? Maybe. Why Why not? Huh? So Tell me why he can't. We know this as the players. <laughs> Raiden has no idea. Raiden uh-huh. doesn't know. Like, Raiden doesn't know. But we, yeah. we, we're, we're like, okay, we know that voice. We know that face. But... It's Iroquois. Whatever. Iroquois Pliskin. Okay, I see what you're doing. So, Ryan has a nice gunpoint. He's like, how did you get in? Who are you? Um, And Iroquois says, I got in from a rope. I roped down from a Navy chopper. Chopper, yeah. Chopper, chopper. Uh, I roped in (laughs) from a Navy... Chopper. Chopper. Thank you. You're welcome. Came in that way. But as he says this, Ryan notices in between Pliskin's legs... A little bug crawls out. Ew. And it's a sea lice. Oh. From Strut A, you say. You know, of course, oil rig, this is it's in it's in twenty miles offshore. So it could just be that a sea lice happened to get on him while he was walking around. Disgusting. But like, what are the odds of that? Because the only place we saw bugs were in that first area that we swam into. Mm-hmm. And there was a whole like it was Disgusting. It was like hundreds of them. Yeah. And as we've been traversing through the, these oil rigs, there's been none other bugs. Very true. So he roped in from a, a helicopter. How did that bug get on him? Also, to have a bug on you and not know? <sighs> Sucio boy. Like, <laughs> dirty boy. Oh, my. I would have screamed if I was riding or Bliskin. <laughs> Yeah, like, just imagine like like you're going about your day and all of a sudden like you just like oh, I got like a little itch. I got goosebumps right now. <laughs> oh my god. And then you go to scratch the itch and then you just see it's a roach. The f- how dare you? <sighs> how dare you? I f- I probably would just pass out in public. <sighs> oh my god. Ruin. I I can't. I can't. And like you know, you live in New York City, you travel on the subway, and, like, there's bugs, there's critters, but, like, we even seen, like, you have rats that, like, jump on people sometimes. I, I would probably just pass out from sheer fear. Mm-hmm. So, the fact that none of them did it, they're real soldiers. Yeah. They, they're seasoned. I, I think Ryan would be scared of a, a bug, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> With all this going on, how stressed he is, I feel like he'd be jumpy. I would be jumpy. <laughs> but- it's like, it, what, what, is this roach going to suck my blood? <laughs> But I mean, I think at this point, he doesn't say anything about, he notices the, the sea lice, but he doesn't mention anything. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if he's keeping close to his chest, if he's not making the correlation, but we are. Mm-hmm. We're making that correlation. Um, okay. Oh, whatever. Anyway, they talk. <laughs> they talk. There's dead people in the room. Um, Mad that people's all bloody. Yeah. Basically, Pliskin is saying like, yo, uh, who, who are you? Yeah. And... Uh, Raiden says that he's Foxhound. Pliskin's like, yo, but like Foxhound was like disbanded. Mm-hmm. So like, where were you before Foxhound? And Raiden just opens up by saying that he was part of the army's force 21 trials. And that he is like this VR admission out dude. He's super cool. Like those force 21 trials are apparently like the tactical IT development part of it. 
Um, and like again, like you said, it's VR. There's no field experience, but Ryden says it's indistinguishable from like the real thing. So he's it's like the same thing. Yeah. And Pliskin's like, okay, newbie, whatever. <laughs> you oh, I did three hundred missions in VR. Okay. Right. It's like, oh, war is a video game. What better way to raise a soldier, he says. <laughs> What a very snake thing to say. Mm. Maybe Pliskin uh, took some notes, you know. Oh, maybe. We'll see. Mm. Maybe you won't. <laughs> <laughs> Pliskin explains that the man who they just met, the one that was sucking the soldier's blood, is Vamp. And he is, you know, he's Romanian. Um, and he's a member of Dead Cell. And Dead Cell is an interesting unit. They're a uh, U.S. Special Forces team uh-huh. whose sole purpose was to engage in these, uh, how would you say, simulated terrorist activities. Like they would essentially do like unannounced takeovers yeah. of like government facilities. And it was a simulation. Yeah, they, they would be simulated terrorist <laughs> takeovers in a way for uh, VR people to like teach them how to handle the real thing. So, so it wasn't a VR mission. Like it'd be a real world simulation. Yeah. Okay. So they were like anti, um, you know, in the game, it says they were anti-terrorist in nature and they were created by ex-president George Sears. Yes. I, I laugh because they said they show the members of dead cell. Um, and they have this person, they have vamp. I see someone, I think they show fortune. Mm-hmm. They show fat man mm-hmm. and they show George Sears. Who's the ex-president. They essentially were good, like, good people. They were part of the military. They helped train soldiers. But apparently there was some sort of a fallout a a few years back. And... No, six months ago. Six months ago. Sorry. No, six months ago. No, you go ahead. Uh, There was was some sort of a fallout six months back. Uh, There there were only a couple of members left, and Vamp is one of them. Yeah, their, their unit had unraveled because their leader died in jail. And apparently, they kind of went off the rails after that. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, due to their activities, like, hundreds of people have died from, like, things they've done since yeah, their they, leader. Yeah, uh, quote-unquote accidents. Mm-hmm. So, um, they just, like, they went rogue. They were part of the government, and they they went rogue. Um, and like you said, there were three members left, um, and they're at the big show now. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they're part of the Sons of Liberty. Mm-hmm. Um, he says, Pliskin says that the leader is not Solid Snake because Solid Snake died at the tanker. That's mm-hmm. what we're, we're, we're being told that continuously. Yeah. Um, as Pliskin is talking, we see what happened during the tanker chapter. Yeah, we see footage of uh, Snake doing these activities in the tanker that we as the player never had the opportunity to do. Like, there's footage of Snake using a machine gun. There's him running away from explosions and running water and all this other stuff. So it's supposed to be explaining what happened in the tanker, but that's not what we did in that chapter. Yeah. Interesting. Never mind about that. Don't worry about that. Yeah, don't think about it. Even though that was fully rendered and shows Solid Snake running and doing stuff. Don't don't think about that too hard. You know, we got other things to do. And also, Ryden doesn't know any better. Yeah, who, how would Ryden know? You know, it it's just so interesting to <laughs> to uh, see this under the lens of a person who's playing this for the first time. Like for me, I the context of playing this for the first time, it's almost impossible for me to 
understand now. Yeah, um, but it's because it, it was so much. It's been so much, and it's been so long. Like I just, I genuinely forget. No, I mean, think about it like this. So the again, you the beginning of the game. It's you play Salt Snake in the tanker chapter. You do that, he seemingly dies at the end of it. This chapter starts the plant, and you're being told that the chapter you just played um, was was not accurate. You're, the only information you're getting in this plant chapter was that Solid Snake blew up the tank. But we just played it, and we know that's not true. Mm-hmm. But everyone's telling us differently. And I think it's interesting for us as a player to hear that, and then play as a character who doesn't question it, who doesn't know any better. There's a, a lot of things we're juggling. A lot of different things we're juggling. And I think it's so much thrown at you that you don't have the opportunity to even think about Raiden's, I think, point of view. Yeah. You're just like, that's weird. That's weird. And I feel like, at least me playing it, I never thought about what Raiden might be feeling. I was mm-hmm. just like, I, what the hell is going on? Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's very true. It's too many things to juggle in your mind. But, yeah, Snake was the one to take down the tanker. He blew it up. Um, and his body was found. It was ID too. Mm-hmm. He's buried in everything. He's buried. So Snake, Solid Snake is dead. Good. <laughs> Good. I, I mean, I guess he blew up, right? I guess he blew up a tanker. Yeah. Um, Pluskin is like, Pluskin, after telling Ryan all this stuff, he's like, you weren't briefed by anything? Like, how do you not know this? What are you doing here? Mm-hmm. Um, Pluskin's like, cool, okay, whatever. Here, here's some cigarettes and a gun. <laughs> <laughs> like, I guess we'll work together now in a yeah. sense. You know? Um, as they're talking and I guess becoming acquaintances, um, Bravo Zero team calls. So uh, the um, the SEAL Team 10, the Bravo portion, calls in. We hear from one of the radios. And they're like, the president is... Ah! <laughs> Screaming, shooting. They're shooting. They're blasting. They're blasting. And like we hear that and Ryan looks at Pliskin and he's like, you're not going to answer them? Yeah, they're your friends, man. Yeah, that's your team, isn't it? Pliskin's like... Okay. It's just the 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 slowest reach up to the radio you could possibly imagine. At that point, like the the like it went dead. Like yeah. every, there was no response. He didn't say anything. So okay, we just move on from that. Um, you move on, and Pliskin gives you his frequency though before you guys separate. It's one four one point eight zero, which is a lot. Uh, it's very familiar to Miller's frequency for Metal Gear Solid. His frequency was also 141.80. So not even similar. It's the same. Yeah. Also, I think it's just kind of interesting. Uh, Colonel's frequency is the same. Uh, 140.85. Okay. And Rose's frequency is the same as Mei Ling's. And I think it's 140.96, I think. We can look it up. Yeah. Future Tom. (sighs) Tell me how I can't remember my own mother's phone number but i can remember this i i was right i was 100 percent right it's the same thing thanks you tom yeah it, he, don't, don't tell me if i was right or wrong we'll see <laughs> okay so we're, so similar very similar stuff um i'm I, it's cool that like pliskin's filling in that miller role of like kind of like a support because he even says he's like anything about dead cell or this oil rig like big shell I got, I got you. I got you. I am the sagely advice guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so after all that, you got you all separate. Um, Jack immediately calls Rose, and he's like, I need you to look up what happened to Solid Snake after Shadow Moses. Cool. And 
Also, Rose is like, do you know what day tomorrow is again? She keeps asking him? I think she asked him again here. <laughs> and he's like, yo, I don't know, man. Mm. So we can continue on. We're still on our goal of what? What's our main goal is to find the president? Our main goal is to find the president. And so since the president is apparently in the next strut, right next door, Ryden's like, I I gotta go. And I mean, you gotta hurry because you just saw Vamp. Mm-hmm. Vamp was telling, talking to someone and you know the third member of their team. So you're like, I, I gotta hurry. Yeah. So uh, Ryden goes over to the next strut and on the connecting bridge between one strut and another is the remainder of this SEAL team. They see at the end of this bridge uh, the president just laid out on the floor. Mm. And standing next to the president is this woman. Bad bitch central. Gorgeous. She's holding a big ass gun. It doesn't even look like it shoots. It like didn't have like an electrical current kind of to it. Yeah. Um. Well, they don't reveal it later, but I, and they don't reveal it until later. But I think it's safe to say, uh, it's it's like a big rail gun. Oh, so she's strong as hell too, then. Mm-hmm. Damn. Okay. So they see her holding that, and they just start busting. They just start shooting. Yeah. But no shots are hitting her. None. Absolutely none. So they form up, and they're like, okay. Let's ready a grenade. <laughs> and then they, they chuck a grenade at her. And the grenade doesn't go off. And a famous line, it's so stupid, but like one of the most famous lines in this game is just some random SEAL team guy going, A dud! A dud! <laughs> just like that. So the SEAL team decides to just, I don't know, walk up to Fortune? <laughs> um, Walk up to her. And then also Vamp appears. Vamp appears... He comes and picks up the president's body because, again, the president's laid out. Mm-hmm. He continues to call Fortune Queen. And that's the person he was talking to earlier, um, the person who called in. And he picked up the body. And then, like you said, the soldiers started walking up. I guess, like, just, I mean, they have to. Their job is to get the president. Yeah. Every every bullet missed. Every <laughs> grenade was a dud. Yeah. Every, every, nothing was working. So they're just like, okay, we're just going to have to just or something i don't know mm-hmm. so they they start heading up to her and then she takes out her big ass gun mm-hmm. and then she just, just shoots them no and that thing is powerful it just blasts a hole clear through the bridge they all just fall into the ocean mm-hmm. and it, it it sucks too because that's where you were heading to go and now it's the bridge is off completely cut off you know and vamp and her and the president escape I mean, the president's knocked out, but they all escape. Mm-hmm. And so Ryan has to call Colonel and be like, okay. He's <laughs> like, yo, uh, there's a vampire guy. Bravo there's, team is done. There's there's this woman that, like, no bullet can hit. I feel like I'm in a dream. What's going on? Yeah. I'm scared. Colonel's like, oh, yeah, also there's a Harrier. you got to worry about it. Oh, there's a Harrier now. <laughs> there's a Harrier you have to watch out for. Lovely. Oh, what else? You know. What else, God? <laughs> Yeah, no, no, it's funny because, like, he's bugging out. He keeps saying, like, I want to wake up. I want to wake up. This is a nightmare. And I'm like, it's kind of sad because I feel like this is the first time I'm really feeling for Raiden. I think so much is happening. You're, This is the first kind of emotional, visceral, like, kind of statement by him. Because mm-hmm. before, he was taking things like a champ. He had questions and he was curious. But now he's like, this is a nightmare. So he's like, no, I want to go home. <laughs> this sucks. 
this sucks. And then Rose is like, calm down, which is the, the notorious phrase that helps everybody when they're having. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when I'm freaking out and somebody just tells me flat out, calm down. That's, yeah, that works. That, that helps so much. Um, <laughs> but you got to continue the mission. What, what are you going to do now? Mm-hmm. Um, Colonel tells you that there's a new mission objective now, though. You have to remove the C4 on the big show. And I'm reminded now that that was Rebel Team's earlier mission. Yeah, that was probably what they were sent in to do. So, so now you got to do the C4 on the big show. There's explosives. Um, and you are tasked to meet with a bomb disposal expert for help. And Perfect. he's on strut C. Perfect. Cool. You, <laughs> okay, whatever. No one cares about Ryan and his emotion and his fear. and Just bottle it up. Just bottle it up and keep moving. Just bottle it up, man. Don't think about it. Just bottle it up deep inside and no one will know. And just like Raiden, we're going to bottle it up deep inside and not talk about it. Because we're going to continue on to the next episode. We have to stop here. We do. It's We actually recorded a little bit more, but we're already at like over the hour mark. And we're like, you know what? Like, <laughs> it's a lot. Um, A lot of lore dump was in this episode. I, I think it gets a little bit better. It does. Without a doubt, it gets a little bit better. It, it The game just opens up and it just throws a lot at you. And it I believe it's done to purposely confuse you. Yes, it, it very much is. Because not only we as the players are confused, but Raiden is confused. Mm-hmm. A whole plethora of characters were introduced. Some characters for the very first time, because of course we have Colonel here and whatnot, but there's characters who are completely new to the story and we are also given information information has changed it's conflicting it's it's a lot so we figured let's take a break let's stop here and we'll continue on in the next episode um tom thank you thank you thank you for doing this of course thank you um as always we're gonna be back in two weeks we imagine Metal Gear Solid 2 is gonna be the a longer episode it's gonna be a couple of parts to it but it is such a fun game to uh pick apart because there's a lot of little intricacies Mm -hmm. and i cannot wait to get to a certain point and just just open up this can of worms yeah no really kind of dig deep into it i i can't wait i can't wait um, for new folks, we hope you're interested in this character of Raiden. I would say this character is just super cool. And um, I think it's he's a great character in this series. And we're going to learn a lot from him in this game. Oh, yeah. And he's going to learn a lot from himself. Oh, he, oh yeah, he will. Oh, <laughs> oh sorry, my phone vibrated. But um, he's going to learn a lot about himself <laughs> in this game. Yes, he will. But everyone, we'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning back in. I'm Kay. I am T. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Have a good week. Bye, everyone. Bye.